if you're listening, AT&T, you're going to get me twice a year, and that's it. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. A lot of emotion here, a lot of temper. What is your name? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. Totally uncalled for. I am the one, the way your son don't need a gun to get respect up on the street. Thank you for downloading the RJ Young Show podcast. Please leave a five-star review as we are about to give you a really interesting conversation about Raised by Wolves, which is a trash television show. Just my God, HBO, what are we doing here? And I wanted to watch this television show, not because I'm out here looking for trash Ridley Scott shows, but because one of my best friends is Tyler Burroughs. And Tyler Burroughs and I don't really have all that many opportunities for us to try to consume something at the same time that we, you know, both want to try to consume for each other. Like, I asked him to watch Lovecraft Country, and I sort of regret that. And I felt indebted to him, unbeknownst to him. And I was like, cool, this comes out, you want to watch it? I'll watch it with you. And my God, this is awful. And yet, I still wanted to talk about it with him, and I still want to talk about it with, with him on tape. And now, here's that conversation. If you like it, share it with a friend. Or an enemy. Either way, get him to rate and review the show. All right, let's talk to Tyler. Well, I suspect he actually has strong opinions about us eating and him not having eaten yet. That's his real strong opinion. You know what? He's uh, fully within his rights as a dog to go and find whatever it is you leave on the floor and make it happen. I mean, yeah, I, I made sure and like. What's the puppy's name? Vaguely enough, Bowie. Bowie, as in David. Yes. Right yeah, he has uh, two different colored eyes. Ah. So okay. we were asked, we, it came up in conversation at one point with Kat. We were just trying to figure out uh, pronunciation uh, because, of course, there's Bowie, Texas, and we know that's not named for David. Uh, no, that's the knife. That's, that's definitely the yeah, knife. Yeah, that's, that's... Knife, knife and a terrible human being. Um. But uh, so it's just like, so we had to look it up. And like, apparently, David was uh, interviewed at one point. And he's like, you know, at this point, I don't even know anymore how it's pronounced. <laughs> I, I always thought it was Bowie because it was a Scottish last name. Uh, but I don't know. But I don't know anymore. I keep I've heard it Bowie, Bowie. And the one we all ag- agreed was incorrect. Like, you know, it may be Bowie or Bowie, but it's definitely not Bowie. But apparently, David uh, heard has heard had heard Bowie in his life. But he's like, at this point, I'm not sure anymore how it's pronounced. Like, dude, it's your it's your last name. Own it, whatever you want. Uh, but yes, so we're going with the pronunciation Bowie uh, with the uh, with you know no commitment whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but yes, for the but but named for David's two colored eyes. He was almost Ziggy, but uh, we stuck with Bowie. Hmm. Okay, um, so from from dogs to well, I, I don't know. Is it a pet? Is it is it is it a dragon? Is it an eel? I have so many problems with Raised by Wolves. I have so many problems with this show. <laughs> I I I I tried to binge this show, and it took me all of a week to do it, which is like. 30 years in binge mode time. 
Oh got, yeah, no, this this can be done in a uh, casual weekend otherwise. Oh man, I I have so many problems. All right, so like <laughs> I was on board right up until they decided that it was no longer important to tell me about the Space Crusaders. I was on board right up until we had whoever dude was that decided that he was going to reprogram the necromancer and then fall in love with the necromancer, which is to fall in love with a droid. And then his consciousness impregnates the droid. After the consciousness impregnates the droid, I have a problem, Tyler. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. What is it that is they're it doing? His consciousness. Isn't it, is it his consciousness? I'm, I'm going to let you walk that. this out. What, what do you think it is? Sure. Okay, and it's going to actually run into a separate problem that you can have with the show. Oh, God. <laughs> because it feels like they forgot what happened in this. So in the, uh, in the uh, wonderful Is It Campion, the creator's consciousness or not, uh, in the middle of the conversation with the necromancer, she even realizes and says, oh, you're a virus in the pod. Like you're a virus program in the pod. Wait, where did she say that? She, she said that with she the doesn't care. With, with the body uh, bag that is also the physician. Uh, no, she said that uh, in the middle of right before they had sex. Oh, see, I was blacking out, man, because I'm. And this then f- it was forgotten and never mentioned again with body bag uh, physician. With, with body bag met physician. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it leads into another problem because it seems like. Somebody forgot that that line was in there. It's like she's I was like, oh, it's a virus that's taking this, but I don't care anymore. I was like, oh, okay. And then that conversation happened. I was like, is is she gonna is it is she gonna mention that at all? That seemed like a no. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> so it's like solution to one problem, but the solution is another problem uh, for it. So could also. Be, could be his consciousness, but that line was in there at the time of introduction to this uh, avatar of the original uh, hacker programmer. So yeah, that's uh, you know you know that's a problem. Hey, but it got that far before you had a, you were you were on board until then, so that's actually pretty good. Can you hear me rubbing my temples? <laughs> I'm, I am I am interested because we haven't been able to talk much about it at all, like even from the get-go. So what ended up getting you to watch this? And I'll, I'll say why I want why I wanted to watch it, but what, what got you to watch it? My best friend Tyler and I very rarely have things that we can experience together, and I had more or less browbeaten people into Lovecraft Country wrongly, which I will never <laughs> unpack on audio. Until well, I take that back. <laughs> I will probably unpack this, but this is after I get done writing my book. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the way to do it. Like that, that's because because I have to write about Lovecraft Country in Requiem for the Massacre, which is my book about the 1921 Tulsa Rays Massacre. Uh, hopefully, coming out fall 2022. I got like forty thousand words yeah. down, by the way, and I'm contracted for eighty thousand. Nice. Yeah, right. Sign the deal, September 29th. And it's not even October 29th, and I got 40,000 words down. So I feel pretty good about that. Like, uh, I have words about this. 
Oh, I have a lot of words about this. And hey, I'm very good. <laughs> I am vomiting, dude. Like I am straight up just writing. I'm not even rereading. I'm just going. Like I even there's some Richard Pryor in here. Like straight up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So I decided to watch it because my best friend Tyler is like, I'm gonna give this my time. And I have this weird compunction about my friends telling me they're gonna give me give give this thing their time. And then I'm seven years into playing Destiny. That's what happened with, with that, right? So, like, I will go on this journey with you. I will kick and scream the whole time. But I will be on this journey with you, which is part and parcel to, like, how my core soul is put together, right? I'm, my love is that I'm here with you. Me being here with you does not mean I enjoy this. It means that I'm experiencing <laughs> this with you, which means we'll be able to t- tell jokes about it and whatnot. But the whole time I'm going to be like, What? F- I hate this. I hate every minute of this. What's going on? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm literally like holding myself watching this TV show. <laughs> and I'm going. So I think you, good. No, I was just I'm looking at the necromancer, which I found out was, they didn't do enough with, and I, quite honestly. And that was the, that was my real, that was, that's my one real criticism. Like if I was going to write a criticism about this show and try to be as clear and Introducing new ideas to the argument as much as I can, right? As opposed to just saying this is trash, which is a terrible critique. It has so many good ideas that never get unpacked. Never. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I thank you for the uh, following <laughs> me on this journey. And also, I am sorry. Uh, those who know me, uh, who, you know, historically, I have wronged a great many people. Uh, in uh, convincing them to join me on journeys. Uh, uh, it, it can be a fact-checked. Um, I think although my greatest, um, my greatest crime against humanity was getting eight people to join me for a theater showing of Supernova with Angela Bassett and James Spader. Uh, opening weekend, convinced eight people to sacrifice two hours of their life uh, to me and the bad movie gods. I lost privileges for choosing movies for a really long time uh, after that. Fair. Fair, Fairly. Yeah, no, it was a good call, everybody. Um, Yeah, so I came at this from um, a Warhammer 40,000 perspective. Uh, It reminded me of it. Uh, Ron had sent me the trailer, and I was like, I don't remember putting in an order for a weird uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi show. Like post-apocalyptic and also sci-fi, uh, like, like in space sci-fi, not just like on, not fallout style where there's technology, but it's all, you know, lost. It's like, Oh no, we went to the stars with all of that and lost it. Uh, so the bigger and more absurd, the better. I have a weak spot for like that style of like paradise lost, uh, in big sci-fi settings. And that's what, uh, Warhammer was about. And this, I was like, okay. And it's also, you know, thinly veiled, like, oh, space crusaders versus space murderer robots. It turns out it wasn't quite that, but it was close, and it got me in. Uh, and it turns out it was, you know, space crusaders versus space, space atheists. Uh, and also, everybody sucks, and everything is terrible, which is 100% my wheelhouse. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, everybody's terrible, and everything sucks. This is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry for anybody else who's with me on this. And then it just went wildly off the rails. 
uh, I don't know what the rails were, but it still felt like it went off the rails. Uh, and generally I was eventually, I was like, you know what, this might as well be a thing that happens because they hadn't answered so many, like they hadn't unpacked so much. But they were beginning uh, to, and that's, that's, that's yeah, really my, they, they, they st- just started it. Oh. Yeah. They just started to unpack that and then didn't. And then also like, yeah, all of this might as well be a thing. It's like, yeah, sure. Sure. She can grow that. Uh, you know what? Maybe. Uh, and it becomes like, it was everybody's an un- unreliable narrator so, at that point. So, so help me with this as a plot point. Sure. They decide to go through the planet's core, thinking they're going to kill this thing by burying it at the bottom of the planet's core. But instead of going to the bottom of the planet's core, they shoot right out the other side. Am I to believe that the eel that flies was like, I don't know, hit with some sort of radiation that grew it into whatever the hell it became that flew away in the sky? Or was it laying dormant there for years and growing on who knows what? Like, I don't understand what the point of going through the entire planet was to end up on the other side and the giant eel come flying out of the busted space shuttle. So my takeaway, and also uh, for the record for uh, everybody listening, I hated this part. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so here was my here was my uh, very angry takeaway for what how it happened. Uh, I think we watched it effectively real time. Uh, no, no uh, large um, uh, passage of time. No sitting there for a while. I took it to be exactly real time. So they went in. They tried to bury it in the core. It's literally uh, in her lap, sucking at, on her. Oh yeah, and then and then it. Flew the shit back out. <laughs> um, because it's half necromancer and the necromancers can do, oh, they can do stuff. So this half necromancer could probably also do stuff. Uh, and it flew it out and then uh, the the droids abandoned ship. Um, I don't know how they stopped getting damaged by the uh, heat in the, in the planet core. Oh, the heat in the world uh, in the universe's tiniest planet core where where human beings livable planet devolve we uh, decay we don't no, devolve no, no, like no, i'm just going to put that aside no, no man no no aside. i was just, laying up in no. the middle of the night contemplating that that's how much that irked me i'm like wait a second nothing devolves it decays it dies yeah. and they even said Right then and there with the devolve part, hey, this is Neanderthal-based that was wiped out by Homo sapiens. No, that's that's the wipeout. That's not – we didn't devolve. It's not like there's not going back to Neanderthal. They were killed. Like they, but – and it's like, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm not an anthropologist, uh, but within the rules of the universe – you just said that the Homo sapiens and the Neanderthals were there at the same time, and somebody had to go. Not, oh, they're devolving back into Neanderthals. Like, no, that's not a thing that happened. By your own admission, that was not a thing that happened. So, yeah, uh, that was another one. I was really not terribly happy with the last episode. Uh, 
uh, I was on a ride for uh, almost all of it, just going, wow, this is crazy. Ooh, I love Art Deco uh, statues running around killing people, or sorry, flying around T-posing uh, killing people. Uh, I'm not sure I'll ever get enough of that, actually. I hope I see more of it. Uh, I love the fact that it was like Art Deco statue. I, I liked the aesthetics of it. Like, I thought that was really neat and strange. I hadn't seen it. And just like, and I'm always T-posing flying around, like always. That's just, that's how it goes. And also not in a Superman style. It's like, no, 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 no aerodynamic, just going that way uh yeah the that last episode had so many it's not even like oh stay tuned what is this gonna be it was just all angry why why did you do this um i don't know who thought the eel was interesting looking uh because it was the most boring thing i'd seen it's like it's a it was like an eel but with you know sorry it was like a lamprey and a remora got crossed together with that stupid little mouth. Uh, and I was like, immediately, and this should never happen. Immediately, I was thinking, oh no, this is the worst part of Prometheus. And then I was angry at Prometheus again because the scene that there was this stupid side mouthed eel in uh, there was happened to be the first really stupid thing that people did in that Prometheus movie. Uh, that's when people was like, oh yeah, here, let me touch this unknown life form. What? So it's not good when you're reminded of the dumbest part of Prometheus. And so I was not happy at that part. I was like, this is dumb. And then it, you know, it went through all of the highly questionable flying through the universe's tiniest planet core uh, and then hatched after, I don't know, 15 seconds, two minutes uh, into a bigger, boring not just eel no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta underscore this, man. It goes from actually the size of a remora, maybe a garden snake, smaller than that, right? Maybe a cucumber, right? Yeah, yeah. More or less cucumber, you know, oversized eggplant. To yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. To the size of a building, like it was bigger oh, than yeah, the ship that it broke out of. And that was a small ship, but not that small of a ship. And what, what are we gonna are we gonna make this what an SUV? You think? Uh, yeah, or like a a, a medium sized New York apartment. Okay, there you go. I, <laughs> Those are about the same size, right? Large uh, SUV and medium sized New York uh, apartment. Every I should excuse me. The one New Yorker that listens to this podcast, it's like, yep, that's that's about it. <laughs> Everybody else is like, what? All right, so like, what, 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 what the, what, what's oh, so the big score? It, it, it was still not interesting. Was it? Was the, it was still really boring looking. What's the big sculpture? What's the big rock that they're sticking their arms inside of that is on fire? Hmm. Except when it's is not. J. J. Abram, is J.J. Abrams on this? Yeah. Well, I look. <laughs> he's on Lovecraft Country. <laughs> uh, he's. James J.J. Abrams sneaks in and puts magic boxes everywhere into productions, and I don't like it. And and, and um, lens flares. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, there thankfully weren't too many lens flares in here. Uh, yeah, you know I stopped even trying to guess because they were trying so hard to not actually give us any clues whatsoever. Um, the closest I got was uh, in thinking it's really hard to convince you know, theists that everything they believe in is BS 
when technology there is technology that is sufficiently advanced that it is perceived as magic or miracles can't convince somebody that it does it was like yeah no uh you know gods don't exist miracles can't happen when things exist like the necromancer that in theory again an unreliable narrator in theory they barely uh they barely understand the technology for it and if they landed on a planet with even more advanced technology, it's like, well, this is an interesting concept of like, yeah, you can't tell them that soul doesn't exist because uh, this magic is crazy uh, or this technology is crazy. So like, you know what? Maybe maybe soul does exist. Uh, I liked that that difficulty in there, but it also came with, I don't know what that uh, giant D20 is and I or D12 maybe. I don't know. I can't remember if it was pentagons or not, uh, or triangles, but uh, that big geometric shape that's dumb, uh, only because we know nothing about it and continue to know nothing about it. Except, except they just kept wanting to, they wanted to camp out. They wanted to camp out there. Oh, boy. They, they, what, three, they visited three separate times mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. in 10 episodes? <laughs> what? I wonder if it would have been like – I don't normally say this with uh, – like shows in the format was like, you know what? Maybe do give them an extra three episodes just to maybe do, maybe do something with as, Oh, with the solemn promise that they have to actually unpack some of that in those extra three episodes and not just do, uh, actually, you know what? Honestly, one of cinema's most awkward break breakups I've seen in a long time. I thought it was done. Well, like I, I say that as a compliment, I was like, how do you make a breakup worse? I was always wondering that, right? And it's like, oh, let's make a let's make it androids breaking up with each other, but with some human emotions that they have no idea how to deal with. Or like, oh yeah, no, that's maximum awkward. Okay, or, thank or, you. Or more than that, <laughs> you think that that's you think that that's somehow exciting or interesting to human beings. Like, no, there's nothing interesting about watching two robots try to be humans to me. I'm sorry. It's, it, it, that, that doesn't do it for me. And anything that is built on romance and not built on family is bound to fail. We've seen this. You tried to build Wonder Woman on a romance. It sucked. It was a good movie, but it sucked. It's good by DC standards. You build Guardians <clears throat> of the Galaxy, which is all over the place, and it is beloved. You build Avengers over family, and it's beloved. You build Endgame over family, and it's awesome. You keep trying to bring these romances into your space conflict. Doesn't go well. Doesn't go well. Matter of fact, the smartest thing that they did in the in-game saga is not introduce death. Death being... Oh, yeah. No, that, that would have been terrible. Yeah, Thanos, Thanos' love interest. Not, you know, there's lots of death. There's, you know, he kills trillions. Anyway, point here being, I want. I don't trust them... To unpack anything, like they, they they have no cachet with me whatsoever. Like no, there's that 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 account is overdrawn, because as a person that puts together story and is intensely studying the way stories are put together, and in awe of people that do it really really well, and also mercilessly stabbing stories in the heart where it's done badly. I was angry at this the whole time because I was going, "There's no hope for you to put this together, is there?" None. Like, right down to my man, uh, I don't even remember this dude's name, but he's, he was the, uh, 
the atheists that we think had the biggest story arc in that he became prophet, part god, pray with me, killing oh, people. Oh, we just call him Ragnar because of Vikings. Yeah, like that was the other thing. <laughs> I mean, he had a name. I know he had a name. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. And uh, I only remember his wife's two names because it turned into Mary Sue. So, like, that <laughs> that story arc had potential, and yet they even screwed that up. Oh, yeah. And in a confusing way, because that guy put the eye of the necromancer into Ragnar's mouth as if he knew what was going to happen. And then apparently those three people – did you see them again? I think they just just – galloped off into the sunset of season two uh, because I never saw them come back. So, but, I, but it was as with a finality, he was like, yeah, I'm going to put this in your mouth and uh, you're hosed. Bye. And then walks off. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, we're not going to find out what's going. Oh, no. Okay. So, and we, okay. We, that's we, it. We, we've also made this, we, we made this thing called a necromancer. That is only lethal if it's got this set of eyes. Only those sets of yeah. eyes. Yeah, just just those. Just just combat eyes. And for, don't look at me. Because reasons. if you look at me, I have no control over what happens to you. What? You have control over literally everything else. Maybe it's just those eyes have uh, targeting uh, have all the targeting info. And of course, you you, you <laughs> make you make a death machine that's most lethal move is a screech to which the the feminist inside me is like really that's that's where you went you went you went with a screech okay you have a banshee that flies only with her arms out like a crucifix am i the only person seeing stigmata here is that just me you know like i just i mean why be subtle oh god (laughs) they were the least no finesse there was no finesse as much as i love the aesthetics for it and like yeah i know we just have this blatant symbolism death machine it's like yeah okay but that's because i also like the absurd that's part of the only thing that makes it worth it is the absurdness of it it's like yeah no that's that's super absurd but i would admit that's really absurd it was like wow just no finesse no subtlety uh for for the deficiencies in storytelling uh and construction i enjoyed so many performances in this show of them so everybody was acting their pants off or everybody important was acting their pants off uh on it i really enjoyed the performances they gave uh, from anybody we've seen on screen even the kids weren't half bad uh on it although i was wondering how uh the original six all had different accents when they were raised by uh, American English that doesn't exist robot and British but very robot robot uh, and it's like well okay Campion came out British we'll just pretend that that's okay what were the other ones doing and then they you know they were gone it's like oh okay never mind it doesn't actually matter uh, oops <laughs> we're just not going to do that okay but like everybody else, uh, so Ragnar and I'm sorry I don't know his name uh the, the only name I know is the first name of father, uh, which I'm going to horribly mispronounce, but I believe it's Abu Bakar. And I shrugged but, uh, my shoulders. So, I audibly shrugged my shoulders. 
Yeah. Uh, Ragnar looked like he was uh, one step away from snapping the entire time. It's like, okay, yeah. or having a sh- like having a stroke due to like excessive stress. Uh, you know, his wife did great. The two androids, um, to me, like they they were just selling it as as hard as they could at being weird androids. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the performances on this and I don't have any defenses for the story because there aren't any. Uh, it had a lot of interesting concepts and fell apart because they weren't doing anything with those interesting concepts. Like, oh, we can do more concepts. Like, oh, no, no, I think you're full. I think you're full up. And I know we can squeeze in a few more with this is it the creator consciousness or is it a virus program? It's like, Oh no, you already forgot that. But it's like little things. Like I didn't, I kind of liked, um, uh, the medical meat bag, uh, the meat bag, meat bag medic, uh, just him talking there, but like that it was in the middle of super weirdness with what they were like, what are you all doing? You're going to try to cram this in. You only have two episodes left. So yeah, 10, <laughs> I do I do not need it. I can get book reports uh for season two. Uh I don't know if it actually was greenlit or not, but if it comes out, I will be watching it. And I do not want anybody to come with I, me on that. I, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I need to remove the number of things in my life that stress me out and cause me intense anger. Um Yeah, just, yeah. No, I'll just I'll just tell you, hey, yeah, they never ended up doing anything with that thing. <laughs> So that'll be episode two of this. I will just give a book report on season two. You know, and like it's, it's, investigate the the damn uh, Catholics. Or not Catholics. Uh, it's, that's impugning Catholics. I apologize. The 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 people that worship the uh, not Zod. What's his name? Soul. Uh, Soul. Yeah, uh, the sun uh, or whatever. Mithraeans? Ah, hey, Mithraeans. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worshiping soul. I just. Yeah, there was a lot to do there. There was a lot you could have done still on what was Earth. You could have told us how, you know, the monotheists decided to ruin the world, which, you know, cool. We we know that history. We'll follow you there. That's a story that people are familiar with, and that's one that deserves to be retold. Uh, It also gets into this very intense place of apocalyptic fiction that a very select group of people seem to enjoy. And, uh, you know, like, I'm not one of those people, but then again, you know, I, I live in a world that is full of white supremacists. So I just, yeah. And white supremacy as systematic, I got that in real life. I don't, I don't, I don't need that in my fiction, but if you're going to do that in your fiction, do it all the way, you know, like that's. No, definitely commit. You got to commit. I was Uh, like, and then I'm looking at Campion and I'm like, yo man, you don't look like the rest of these dudes. You don't look like the rest of these women. That was the other thing I had a problem with. You notice how none of these Mithrians were black or brown or green? Uh, oh, even worse. There were just enough to be one of each general different shade. And some of them got killed. Right. And that was really disappointing. And then, like, of course, you make the traitorous kid the black kid. And I did not forget. I did not forget. I was, I was, I was pissed and, and I, I, I'm looking at the way, like, cause I'm in this very weird place where 
um, I think you would be the first person to say, I'm already hypersensitive to conversations about race, and now I am basically have a sixth sense because I'm mired in the research, right? So everywhere mm-hmm. I look, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, yeah, tell you what's wrong with this picture real quick. And I'm watching this show, and I see how Black Dad is reacting to most everything, and I say, you know, He's actually the only person in this entire show that's worth a damn. And yet he, he's, he's emasculated. He's uh, uh, looking for purpose, finds purpose, has purpose stripped away, constantly taking care of everybody else and cleaning up after everybody else and then getting blamed for all the things that go wrong. And to make it worse, he's not actually Black Dad. He's just a droid. And I'm just... I didn't, I didn't know what to do with father except say, dude, it ain't your fault. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, to sum it all up, father, it is, it's not your fault. Uh, you know, summing up the whole series, like father, it's not your fault. Uh, I don't, I could see a, a logic for trying to design that of somebody who's like, you know, let, let's take these things uh, and like create a character that reflects a lot of like a lot of the problems with you know, with mental health and you know rates of suicide and all that. Let's make this and like kind of frame it, you know, re, uh, like reframe it, you know, in the sci-fi setting so people can maybe kind of read off that and see it. The problem is though, you do you do if you don't need that, you have to sit through all of that. So, yeah, that one's like I can see where they I see can see why they did it. But anybody who doesn't need that or it hurts them watching extended amounts because it was the show. <laughs> it, it was it was the show, whole show. So you're there all 10 episodes and it's happening. It's like that's going to that's going to really sting uh, everybody who needs to not ha- needs to not have that. It's like, but I can understand the logic on that one, at least. Uh, with like, I could see how somebody thought that that was a good one, but um, the the diversity they needed to go more so that it wasn't. I guess with the kids, I mean, he wasn't the only kid of color. They did pick him to be the traitor, but the adults, I think, like they killed the brown guy, and then there's. I think the black guy, I think, is still alive, but we he walked off with the dude who shoved the... I think he walked off with the dude who shoved the eyeball into Ragnar. Yo, man. Uh, and is, we just didn't see him was, for the rest. Was the the dude that was running the Mytherians, was he actually Richard Branson? I have no idea. No, I mean, because, like, he, I, swear to, <laughs> I swear to you, dead ringer for Richard Branson. You know, good point. Like, I just, hmm. No, I mean, like, in mannerism... <laughs> And how he decided right. to, to make decisions. You know, he, like, he had the, the look and scent of a ruthless capitalist, which, you know, makes sense in this particular world because that's, that's how everything right. is run. It's a pyramid right. scheme yeah, where I'm like, on top. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, no, that tracks. Uh, somebody have a, have a personal grudge against somebody on the team is like, I'm going to sneak in this very personal grudge against Richard Branson. Well, and like <laughs> now I'm beginning to – 
really question why does Ridley Scott get so many blank checks to do stuff? Because this is awful. oh, he gets so many blank checks. This um, is, this was awful. I think they, I think they keep giving him blank checks because uh, everybody will keep going to watch his stuff, hoping for another Alien or another Gladiator or Blade Runner. Uh, some, some, uh, it turns out Blade Runner doesn't age all that well. Uh, but like for, and some of them, some of them, age, some of his stuff ages better than others, but like even for real recent stuff, like they just keep hoping for that. They're, they're not getting it. Uh, cause the man just turns out, the man turns out makes a bunch of stuff. He doesn't only make good stuff. He just makes a bunch of stuff. Um, and, and this coming from a guy who absolutely watched Prometheus, absolutely watched Alien Covenant. See, I'm, uh, felt betrayed twice. I'm already predisposed to not like this stuff. Like I'm, I, I, I am. I'm an earthy person. I'm, mm-hmm, I live mm-hmm. here. I when when I am exposed to fantasy or sci-fi, I immediately recoil because it's like, okay, first of all, y'all made a, a world that looks a lot like this one, where the same people that are in charge here are in charge there, and. Oh yeah, slavery. Cool. I want to live in there. And then slavery as speculative fiction I always have an issue with because now we're taking uniquely black stories and we're making them into not black stories. And we're also having these conversations about how, you know, 700 years from now, nothing changes. I don't need to live there. I'm fine. And then when you introduce things that quite honestly you can't explain to me, I have a problem. So like, this is my Game of Thrones deal, right? Which is, you know, genesis of how I ended up on YouTube in the first place. I hate dragons. Because you introduce dragons <laughs> into anything and you ruin the story. You ruin the show. Because inevitably, you have to plant the dragon. Oh, crap. Uh, the, the girl's FaceTime called me. Which, which, preempt, <laughs> which preempts hang up. Or hang out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, like, there was no way for me to... To also be like, yo, my, my girlfriend and her daughters are trying to tell me goodnight. So I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. It's just like, oh, did the, the phone die? Did nope. any of that happen? Nope, nope. Okay. It, it's, it, you know, because like you're in my favorites. Laurel's in my favorites. Ron, my mom, uh, Mullins. I think that's it. But like anytime you guys call, it just gets right through. Even though I have no, my phone yeah, yeah. permanently on do not disturb. Gotcha. Sweet, I made the list. Uh, where 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 were we at? We were we were talking about father and how. Oh, we got to Ridley Scott gets to make stuff. Oh yeah, he gets to he gets a blank check to make stuff um, that just because there, and my my theory was that he gets to make stuff because people keep going to watch his movies hoping for something better. Uh, yeah. And I guess he directed the first two episodes, but then gave it to his brother and his brother is repeatedly betraying everybody (laughs) with directing things. Um, but yeah, uh, oh yeah. So with the diversity uh, of the cast, with the amount of people that were on it, I was disappointed in the adults. Um, there was plenty of room to not do the Hollywood thing and they didn't 
get away from that uh, like they could and should have. Uh, it was kind of like a spoiler alert to everybody for Underwater. Uh, they kill the black guy first. Uh, which, which but is, Underwater... That's the trope. Uh, it, it's both a trope and it's like, it was never okay. And also, especially now, that should just be written on like rule number one. It's like, yeah, don't do that. Um, you We're never supposed to do that. But also, especially right now, like some intern somewhere should be like, yeah, no, that needs to not be a thing. Uh, there were plenty of other expendable people on that cast, and like, really, the first, like, it, of course, it's a story of going to be like, at best, one person survives, at worst, nobody survives, but the order matters, and yeah, so it, it reminded me of that. It's like, really, now, still, again, when uh, this is in the future, it's a sucky future after all, but it's it's in a sufficiently different future that you could have historic, you know, made future history changes already. Um, As I said, people are wildly unimaginative, even if they think they are. Yeah. Like that's like, I I wrote, I wrote three novels about a four foot 11 drug queen pin from Lozen, Oklahoma. Looks nothing like me who has really cool sons and son-in-law, let me tell this romp of a story. Because I'm like, what would I do if I just reverse some of these things? Because you got this humor uh, where you just reverse the characters or you make the characters mm-hmm. look differently and then you get to tell a different story or so you think. And I always wonder if there are people that make stuff who make the thing with some cast in mind and then go, okay, what if I flip this? Like, for instance... You need to cast Leonardo DiCaprio or uh, Brad Pitt, right? That's those. That's the Hollywood trope. You got to be able to tell whoever it is that you want the financial movie that these are the guys that you're gonna get. What if you decide to flip those dudes? I mean, what if Brad Pitt was in the Equalizer? Does it work? Is Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in Training Day? Does it work? No, it's a totally different friggin' movie. Right. Yeah, like that. That's a, that's and in fact, we occasionally hear from like director. If I cast in this, it would have been a whole different thing. Um, who was supposed to uh, do Back to the Future instead of Michael J. Fox? I don't know the actor's name, but I have uh, no idea. Was it uh, was it Jesus from Pulp Fiction? Jesus, drug dealer from Pulp Fiction. Uh, that actor, the drug uh, John Travolta's drug dealer who looked like Jesus in a robe who was drug dealing. Oh, uh, so that, er- Eric. Uh, oh, because he was in some kind of wonderful. I know what you're talking about. Red, yeah, so I mean, so there was even there was even footage uh, of that. But that would have been a good casting. Uh, that would have been a good oh, casting. Oh yeah, but, uh, but what was, I swear I read that uh, essentially it's like it would have been a good casting, but it would have been a different. It would have been a different storytelling uh, from the way you're going because uh, uh, he was too serious or it looked serious or the way he presented it was more serious, so it would have altered the film. Don't know if it would have been true. It could have you know lined up, but like they read it that way. Think he's so sincere. that is what I heard. That's not, he's sincere. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, he, Michael J. Fox is maybe that, energetic. Maybe it's like, oh, I'm sorry, this man is too too earnest, too sincere. Uh, <laughs> so that might have been uh, that might have been part of it. But Michael, yeah, cast Michael um, J. Fox. In yeah, you change the person's like this is a whole different thing. Uh, Will Smith in the Matrix, different movie. 
Nah. Because that was still like that was still a cardboard cutout Keanu Reeves. I'm not sure. Yo, but <laughs> but here's the thing. Movie. I think he was being cast in Morpheus, not Neo, right? Oh, I thought uh I thought he was Neo. I thought that was the I thought that was the thing. Oh, okay, let me go ahead. Well, no, no, because check. like no, I don't, don't want to run that. No, okay. uh, Wait, no Google. Uh, Google yeah, doesn't exist. Yeah. I thought he was Neo, and if Neo that would have been. I would have absolutely watched the hell out of that movie. I was about to say, but it's just Men in Black. That's that's what it was. We got to see what that looks like. It's Men in Black. And, and so and so, therefore, it would definitely would have been a different movie because you don't go like, oh yeah, you know the Matrix, Men in Black, same movie. <laughs> um. All right. Like, think about it from this from the point of view that oh, is Neo. There's, there's there's a whole lot of parallels. No, no, whole lot of parallels. That's fine, but. With cardboard cutout Keanu Reeves, it was. It didn't feel like the same movie. So, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I, yeah. So, huh? so well, yeah. I, 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 yeah. you know, I watched the hell out of both of them, so that's fine. <laughs> Just, you know, like the thing about cardboard cutout Keanu Reeves is that you can layer over the top of him whatever you want, which is the appeal, right? As a, as a person yeah. that if you're trying to make a lot of money, you want to be able to be great value, right? Whatever you mm-hmm. need this character mm-hmm. to be. I tend to think that Will Smith, uh, especially in that particular age, makes it one way as opposed to many ways. I like one way. Mm, okay, I like having a. Okay. I like. I like having a definite direction because, like, is John Wick a totally different movie if you cast somebody other than Keanu Reeves? Absolutely. But the reason that John Wick works is because the man is very clear about what he's after. And he does not deviate. He shows very little emotion. And then when he does show lots of emotion, it works, right? Because he doesn't show emotion. So when he does, you're like, oh, snap, he's pissed. Whereas, you know, Will Smith is all emotion. And almost anybody else acting in there is all emotion. The only person I think that could have probably pulled off John Wick other than Keanu Reeves in the same vein, probably Christian Bale. Jeremy Renner. Just kidding, Chris. No, Christian Bale hit it, the that that chameleon of an individual. I mean, he did play Dick Cheney for no emotion, so uh, it fits. I was really thinking about Christian Equilibrium Bale. and uh, American Psycho. Yeah, but those are the you know accurate picks. Mm. <laughs> those are the spot on picks. Pardon me for being serious in this very fun podcast. <laughs> How dare you! Um, I do have to give, give a shout out uh, to expound upon uh, on Raised by Wolves with making everybody suck. Um, I was afraid it was just going to be a circle jerk of uh, religion ruin the world. That still may actually have been the case, because but again, we don't know because they didn't unpack it. But uh, let's give a shout out to the child soldier atheists uh, for making sure everybody sucks. Uh it was a techno juiced up uh, child soldier atheist uh, for with things that kill them. Yeah, let's give a shout out to them, making sure that everybody's terrible. Uh, thank you, really, Scott, for that. We won't thank you for a lot of other things, a lot of well, other and things. This is, but I will thank you for that one. Uh, the or raised, whatever intern brought up that. Raised by Wolves <laughs> is slowly, not slowly. It is a series. That demonstrates exactly what HBO Max is, which is lots of promise, mostly garbage. Like, 
I was excited about this service when they decided to, you know, hey, we're going to merge HBO and Cinemax catalogs, and we bought some other properties. Have fun with this. And then I'm getting promos for the West Wing episode that I I I didn't watch that show. I don't want that episode. Don't don't send me that. Oh, dude, we got the Simpsons. I don't care. But we got we got all of cartoon. I don't care. What 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 are you like? One, where the hell is my uh succession? Like we're we're making it with COVID. I don't care. Um, <laughs> where 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 the hell is my Watchmen season two? He didn't want to make it. That's why we said yes. But Lovecraft Country sucks. So like now we have to have a Watchmen season two because Lovecraft Country sucks. I mean, like we were okay with only one season, but now we have to have a second one. I don't care if it's an anthology season, just in the universe. Don't care. Some- I, keep, I keep going back to this, like. Richard Plepler was really, really good at identifying good ideas and good people to execute them. And then they decided to oust him at HBO for reasons that I still don't understand. Now he's running Showtime. So I have this this real hope that Showtime becomes, I don't know, something worthwhile other than Billions and The Shy. But, you know, it's going to take uh, some time because COVID. HBO is AT&T, right? That's yes. the umbrella? Yes. Time yeah, uh, I just wanted to make sure before I, you know, uh, repeated comments I saw on the internet, but it was like only AT&T can mess up HBO uh, streaming in a time of unprecedented streaming. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, and this is, at, this is also at a time when Netflix is having like tremendous upheaval. Yeah, they're, they're not, they are, I, I'm not going to say they're in trouble because that's been said a lot of times before, but they are in flux. Reed Hastings trying to find is, the new thing they can hold on to. Reed Hastings out. They elevated this lady to global marketing, and then the chief TV picker, uh, who's black and female, unicorn. She's going back to to like regular television, like NBC. Like it's just it's all over the map, right? Yeah. And and I'm thinking, who's actually doing good a good job right now in streaming? Uh, yeah. from a mecha- uh, from a financial standpoint, uh, I guess Disney's just oh nope, there, there you not go. Re- re- just not renewing any contracts, and by default, winning because they're just not renewing any streaming contracts <laughs> for all of the things that are theirs. So, oh, that comes up. Uh, that, yeah, you know, no, we're not going to renew that. Well, and and to be and now it's on ours, right? And they like. Universal still is just auctioning off Harry Potter to the highest bidder like every four months. Mm. And I'm like, what for? Speak, speaking of which, you guys let go of the Hulk franchise. Just just let it go. Please let go of the Hulk. Just stop it. Tell Universal, listen, Sony, stop holding on to the Hulk franchise. You're not good at it. Um. Because, yeah, uh, I was about to say Hulu, but I forgot Disney. So whatever. So, yeah, my journey on the HBO Max, uh, this was my personal annoyance with uh, trying to do HBO Max and actually Raised by Wolves uh, specifically. So Raised by Wolves and Lovecraft Country hit at roughly the same era of you know me watching. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to re-up. 
some sort of HBO streaming. Uh, heard HBO Max. I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And it's like, oh, I have a Fire Stick. Oh, no HBO Max and Fire Stick. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll just have to, I'll just sit and figure out what's going on. And then it's like, well, you know what? There is the HBO Max button on Hulu. So I pressed that button. Um, and this is still on the Fire Stick. I was like, oh, cool. I get I get to see Lovecraft Country. And then Raised by Wolves came out shortly after. I'm like, where's Raised by Wolves? No Raised by Wolves on uh, HBO Max channel on Hulu. Uh, or the Fire Stick. Uh, or, or, or the or Roku. Hulu app. Or Roku. Oh, right, right. But like on the Hulu app on the Fire Stick, yep. no no HBO Max yep. uh, shows. And actually, I think just on Hulu, period, no HBO Max only shows. Yeah, but, yeah. And more so the Roku and the... You should really throw away your Roku and your Kindle Fire. Uh, you know, it was free, so I don't, I don't throw away free trash. Well, I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, that's, that's exactly what it is. It is, it is free for a reason, because it's trash. Yeah. Um, so the, so I went through that. And so finally I ended up actually watching Raised by Wolves completely on my computer. Weirdly enough, through a Hulu, my Hulu subscription, but clicking the Hulu button on HBO Max site, website, the HBO Max website. And by that, I was able to do that. It's like, this is the dumbest thing I've had to do to give somebody money and watch a show. And it's like AT and T did that. No, so no, no. As the TV executive in the room, I got you to watch it, didn't I? If, you know what? Eventually, I got to watch it. That's true. No, 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 no. Not eventually. You got to watch it. You worked through all of those workarounds to get to my television show. I mean, that's true. But man, I, I, other places are like, "Hey, here's this one button. Here's the one easy button nope. to give me money." Nope, this is capitalism. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. I don't care how you got there. I only care that you did get there, however convoluted sure. it is. Yeah. So with Lovecraft Country being done for this season, I can finally cancel all that uh, and then uh, not watch it uh, again until, I don't know, season two of Raised by Wolves. Not sure I'll come back for season two of uh, Lovecraft Country, but uh, I'll come back for season two of Raised by Wolves for a month. If you're listening, AT&T, you're going to get me twice a year. And that's it. I think that's a good place to stop it. Um, that's Tyler Burroughs. He doesn't do the Twitter. I'm not telling you about his Facebook page. He's awesome. Raised by Wolves is not. Thank you for listening to the Saturday podcast where all I do apparently is just roast things. Tyler, thanks, man. This is fun. Hey, thanks for having me on. It was great. Woosah. Uh, but the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. A lot of emotion here, a lot of temper. What is your name? I told you. It doesn't name. matter what your name is. Totally uncalled for. I am the one, the way your son don't need the guns to get respect up on the street.